Welcome to the Contra Stoic Podcast. In this series, guests will share their stories to help each of us broaden our perspective. Learning who they were, where they are, and what sparked their change can help us connect, see others for who they are, learn new ideas and ways to grow as we go through this journey we call life. Follow Conscious Stoic on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. For more info, go to ConsciousStoic.com. Enjoy this episode. Hello, guys. Our guest for today is Jada Shorty. She loves helping people, sharing the love she has in her heart to help others with spunk and enthusiasm. Laughing with other people is the most pure form of love. She feels she can share with another human being. The world can be so ugly, and if all she can do is share a smile, she'll do it because it's contagious. She loves to dance. She loves to work out, to challenge her body, to do things she thought she could never do. She loves continuing to grow emotionally through therapy and spiritually through practice like prayer and meditation. Welcome, Jada Shorty. How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You nervous? Yeah, of course. Excited? Yeah. I mean, we got to play the little game, you know, so like that helped. Yeah, we'll cut that and put it in there for you. We'll throw a little snippet of what we play in a there. A little tidbit? Yeah, we'll throw a little tidbit about you in there. Um, the worst part. The most ignorant part. <laughs> just some <laughs> ignorant ass shit. The most shit. ignorant thing that I'm going to let them listen to the whole podcast. The whole thing. They're going to be like, she's so spiritual and smart. And I'm just going right at the end, some ignorant ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> just destroy. <laughs> Jay's right. This is really what she's like, what oh, you that girl, dog. Right? Oh, she doesn't damn. even know she's black. <laughs> <laughs> she can't believe that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to hit you with this. Are we going to hit you with the heat first? With the heat? I feel like we just got a little hotty toddy. No, that wasn't heat. This is going to be heat. It was warm. <clears throat> it was warm. Just call it what it is. It, was, it wasn't cold. No, it was real raw and uncut. For sure. And I'm going to air it just like that. But, uh, I'm going to air you out. I'm not going to air you. You're going <laughs> to air yourself out. I'm going to air you out just like that. Um, this is the question to get everybody to understand. Uh, just a little brief synopsis of who you are. So sure. in five minutes, and keep it at five minutes because people be 20 minutes talking. In five minutes from, you know, a child, whatever memory you want to share first, to who you are today sitting in this chair. Um, let the people listen and know who you are. I love that. <laughs> I love that for me. <laughs> I love that for me so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that for me. Um, so like a, t- a tidbit from like me as a child to where I'm at now. Yeah, just anything. And you'll, and you'll talk about it organically, what, what comes to mind for you. But five sure. minutes, let people know so we can have a start place of where we're going to go. Let people know who you are and what happened in your life and, and where you are now. Okay. Um, well, I, so I grew up extremely vanilla, you know, like I told you before, like I, in this little suburb called Moon Valley in North Phoenix, it's very adorable. Like my granny is on the women's club at the, (laughs) you were raised by your grandma, um, my grandmother and my mother. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we went to the country club and all of that good stuff. I learned how to swim at the country club. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry for but that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so it was like super vanilla. Um, I started dancing at the age of three, so like that was my first what like, kind of dance? Um, ballet, tap, um, hip hop. I started doing hip hop when I was like five or six, and I was like, okay. I love this, you know, mm-hmm. um, naturally. Uh, <laughs> I love hip hop, but yeah, so like that was my first like extracurricular that I like dove into, and it was amazing, and it was like my passion. I went to performing arts school at, in sixth grade. Um, so there was nothing else. Like when I think of like my childhood, I just remember like that was the one thing that I loved. Um, and my father was absent my entire life. Um, and my mother suffers from her own, you know, life things, but I had no idea what that even meant. Um, and my granny is just like the keystone of like the village of women that I come from. You know, like my granny, my mother, and my Thea, which is my aunt is the keystone of like all of us she right. just holds it down always just she's that one that she's like, she always has her shit together you right. know like i just hope she vents to somebody <laughs> i really hope she talks to somebody um because she always just has her quote-unquote shit together um and it was dancing was my passion and i was like i'm gonna go to broadway and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna go to performing arts school and do all these things um, until I did it, I went to another extracurricular activity and I you know, was like, I lied, I'm gonna be an outlaw. Like out of nowhere, I don't know where that switch happened, but I'm okay. like- what age? I was like 14. Okay. I like got my tongue pierced and my belly button pierced, I got my first tattoo. Cause I had, I got a cross tattoo on the back of my neck. I'm like, I'm such an outlaw, I fucking have faith. Like <laughs> makes zero sense, you know? Um, and I did, like I was a total outlaw, you know? I, started doing drugs and drinking and doing all those things and I just lost touch with everything that I thought I was. I lost touch with everything that I thought I was, that I thought I believed in to the point where like I believed in nothing. I thought I was nothing and it just was like a whole big blob of nothing. What do you feel like the pressure was to make you make that change? Like what changed in you to make you want, like you're doing, so you're this kid that does hip hop and dance and like you're at this performing arts school and this is your identity, right? Right. This is who you are. Right. And what caused that like 14, 13 years old for that like switch? Was there like something happened? Yeah. Was there like what? No, my, um, my mom had pancreatitis when, like my whole life, like my entire life she had pancreatitis. So she got strung out on opiates. Um, and it was like, you know, white collar addiction. It's mm-hmm. like she showed up to work and like got a script from a doctor, but I watched her life sh- crumble in pieces, like her entire life. Um, so when I was 14 years old, I, I watched her, I wouldn't say I watched her, but she was absent out of my life. So I was like by myself and I think I was just seeking attention. So your tribe broke. Right, my tribe, there was a huge severance in my tribe. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't have the ability, I wasn't equipped to like reach out for help. You know, I wasn't equipped to be like, hey granny, like, <laughs> I'm here by myself, it's been like five days, <laughs> like, what's up? Um, so I was like just seeking attention and then, you know, then I was out of control and my mom just left. Right. So I was by myself for two years. My freshman and sophomore year in high school, I was in a house by myself. Right. You know, so it just truly, it fueled my, uh, it fueled my drive to continue to just do the opposite of what I quote unquote was supposed to do. Right. As like a freshman and sophomore in high school. Last thing I was worrying about was going to Broadway. Right. <laughs> Last thing I was worried about was like showing up to school, you know? So like it was that, it was just that severance and like I had no idea what I was supposed to do, you know? Like, and I talk to a lot of women now that are grown ups, you know, that are at, between the ages of 25 and 35. Um, 
from all different types of life to all different types of dynamics and they're like I still don't know what the fuck is up mm. right like when it comes to life like what is this supposed to look like and there I was at 15 thinking I should have known right like why do I not understand like why do I not get like what I'm supposed to do with my hands why do I not get like why my mom doesn't want to be around not that I like took too much responsibility but it was just like it is what it is and like I have to know so it was like if it's not doing drugs if it's not getting tattoos, if it's not getting piercings, then like, what the fuck is it? Right. You know? And then I'm like, oh, every adult I know has a job. I should probably work, right? right. That's the only thing that I knew that everyone, that I knew as an adult was that they had a job. My first thought wasn't they're emotionally stable. <laughs> they have their shit together, right? They know how to be a mom. They know, like, none of that. It was just they work and make money and that's what has to happen. So you, um, you're, you're 14 years old, you switch your identity. In a complete shift. Becoming outlaw, what happens? Yes, I become an outlaw. I couldn't get a job because I wasn't 16. I tried to get a fake ID when I was 15 so I could go work at Target. Mm. Um, I, went to, I went to a whole job interview when I was 15. Um, and they wouldn't hire me because I wasn't Were you trying 16. to act older? I was. Oh. I went in there t- thinking I could lie, right? Gotcha. Like, yeah, fuck, I was born in, like, 1989. They're like, are you certain? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you positive? <laughs> um, and so they wouldn't let me work, and I'm like, tight, like, I'll just, like, sell drugs. I'll just sell drugs until I can, until I can get to that point. Because right. I, like, needed a job. And Why? So I needed to make money. Right. For like, what? Like, I needed to make money. Um... So they called and said the house that I was living in, that my mom like bounced out of, she owned the house. She bought, my brother passed away in 2004 and she got a settlement check for it. Um, so she bought our house, cash money, boom, done. The only thing we had to pay for was property tax and utilities. Um, the utilities had to pay. She wasn't going to pay it. I'm like, how much is it? It's like 200 bucks. I was like, say less. I'll figure it out. So at 15, 16 years old, you're trying to go out and pay the bills. Yep. Yep. My phone, it got shut off. So I, need, I remember I went to Cricket. I walked, there was a Cricket on 19th Avenue and Bell Road. And my house is on 19th and Green, uh, Grand View, which is like a block, down, a block north. And I walked over there. So your whole world shifted. Uh-huh. You went from like this super stable, controlled world to yep. like complete chaos in two years. Yep. Wow. In like 18 months to two years, my whole life, it was like, here you are, 15 years old, self-sufficient, figure it out. Right. And now you have a drug addiction. Right. <laughs> and now you're dependent on a substance. You're welcome. Best of luck to you. but I figured it out so I thought so I thought I was like I'm gonna just fucking figure I'm gonna thug this out when in doubt you thug it out right you know and I did I tried my best I have to get a job I have to pay my bills I have to do this I have to do that and I have to try my best not to go to prison right (laughs) because the people I hung out with were like dying and going to prison so it's just like if I can do this I'll be alright you know no Broadway (laughs) all gone all gone no Broadway no hip hop right none of that pop lock and drop in it wasn't like I'm just gonna keep grinding on what I'm doing now, and just in the future things will be okay. It was like I gotta make it good right now. Yep. I need to get this together right now. Yep. Right this second. So what happened? Um, I didn't like go to school. None of that shit. Did that you graduate high school? Much sense. Nope. Nope. GD. Barely. Gotcha. So, it was just a whole trudge, and I say trudge because I had to do it with purpose, or it wasn't gonna get done. Like right. I had to do it with like a tremendous amount of like why didn't you go to grandma because that made too much sense you just I know, did your that. grandma know that all this yeah, shit so was she happening even told me right <laughs> when i was 17 because next a couple years later they figure it out right and you're trying to like pretend everything's oh, good for sure. and you're lying yeah and... i for sure i'm like it's a big call i'm like yeah my mom was here last night you know she's working a lot things are great 
you know, I had a kid brother. She took my kid brother with her when I was 15. Um, so it was fine. I'm like, yeah, things are cush. Like, I'm all right. My tia lived six houses down. Um, but she just was under the impression it was what it was. Like, you know, like, no one asked any questions. Right. No, one, I'm sure they knew. And now having relationships with them, like, we bring it up. And, like, they all knew what was up. But I'm like, this is perfect. Like, Fantasy Island, right? Just me in this house. I got to fucking figure it out. Um, so what ended up happening is my mother sold that house when I was 17. Or when I was, like, 16 turning 17. My mother sold that house. So I was sleeping one day. And I had a girlfriend at the time. And she lived there with me. Whatever. She was, like, seven years older than I was. It was disgusting. Um... And they came over like where she sold the house without telling you. Correct. Where's no, your I mom still at? Live in it. Where's she? Where's your mom living? She went to live with her boyfriend. God, she. Was... She went to live with her boyfriend. And just dipped on. You. And just left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and um, her boyfriend was Pentecostal and was a, he was a member of the church and the church would was seeking money to open a daycare, and her boyfriend was like, hey, yo, like sell your house. You know that one your daughter's living in, and sell that house, um, and we can invest in this wow. daycare, and it'll you can retire at you know fifty five. And where he's never asking about you. Oh no. Y'all don't come. You don't come up with your mom. Mm-mm. Wow. No. Uh, he had five kids. Wow. So like it was this whole thing, right? And at the time, like it was what it was. You know, I just I figured it out, and I was like, I adopted that that level of self-sufficiency that it was okay, but here I am a year and a half into it. Are we past five? No, go on. Um, here I am a year and a half into it, and they're like, okay, or maybe it was two years at that point, and they, how they found out is my Thea was on Zillow and the saw house the house on, listed on Zillow. Wow. Not listed, sold. And the so date you was learned like, from your mom. Right. She's keeping a secret life. You copy that yep. lifestyle, and now you're... Now you're keeping a secret life. Yep. So you're 18, whatever. What yep. happens? As fast have, forward us to get us to today. Okay, so fast forward, did that, lived with my grandmother, got stolen, no idea what to do. So here I am from being self-sufficient for two years as a teenager to like, you're only 17, like, what are you doing? Right? right? Now I have this hat, this drug habit, I'm doing this, I have a girlfriend that's seven years older than me, and like, she has to come with me, and my grandma's like, oh, like, probably not. Um, we're probably not going to do that. <laughs> you're a, a grown person. You're, you're, a grown you're an adult. adult. You're an adult. Um, she can't even give her. She can't even go see a doctor by herself what? yet. You know. Um, and so I was 17. Whatever at my granny's house. She. I lived at her house. So from like 17 to 19, um, my granny tried her very, very best to help figure me out. Right. Um, not only her figure me out, but like help me try to figure myself out because I had no idea. I thought I could, I thought I had it all figured out, but come to find out I sure didn't. Um, but I was like this 17 year old trapped in this like 35 year old's midlife crisis. Right. You know, like I felt like I was in a constant midlife crisis, but I truly was just a kid. What's that movie? Uh, it reminded me when you were talking, it reminded me of 15 going on 30. Yes. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Yeah. The girl does like the, she, she does a wish and she wakes up as a 30 year old woman. Yeah. yeah. And she's like the successful. And That's exactly what that yeah. like, reminds me of. Like, and it felt like that. And then I had to go back to like being a kid. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not. Right. You know, so I don't even, my childhood was never, I don't really feel like I had an emotional childhood. Right. You know, and like, of course, going through therapy, I really didn't. And it just is what it is. But that comes along with like trauma, right. you know, and like trauma is just 
damage to the brain. Psychological trauma is damage to the brain. And how significant it is is up to the person. I don't even want to go off on this, though. But it just, we're not. But no, I'm no, just, no. I want you to go off on this, but I have an idea that I want to talk about about that later. You have an idea about trauma? No, I don't have an idea about trauma. <laughs> I have an idea about uh, the thing that you said. Maybe we'll talk about it now. Let's, Here let's, we are. Go let's ahead. segue. <laughs> And this is, and I'm, and I'll remember where you're at in the story because I want you to get to today. Um, but I want to break away on that for a second. What okay. you're talking about, right? Whose idea of what it's supposed to be like for you is it? What's supposed? And now think about that. Like think about right. So we live in a society that's completely different than our our um our physiology, right? Right. So. If you're arguing with somebody or you're you're arguing a point, right? Like, I believe this, God isn't real, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, he's real. And it's full fight or flight. Right. Your literal reaction is if a bear is attacking you. Right. You're full because your body doesn't know the difference between being in 2020 and being in zero. Right. Right? Right. Like your body can't tell the difference between being in 500 BC and being in 2020. So we still have the same reactions to the world right. that we would if we were living in the wild without all the society protecting us, sure. right? Sure. It's like you're going to work and your boss thinks you're, you're thinking you're in trouble with your boss and like you're fucking pissed and scared and like panicking and you got these to nothing. You're gonna be fine, you're gonna have food, nothing's gonna happen. And when I, when people talk about trauma, because trauma's real, everybody's trauma's different, right? right. Like trauma, I'm not saying trauma's not a real thing. Right. But whose idea of what your life's supposed to be like is right? Right. Well, I don't know. But like, I think that's what I was trying to figure out. Right. You know? Like, that's what I was trying to figure out. But I was for sure trying to figure it out. Instead of just like, it is what it is. Like, it, this is my human experience, right? Like, right. This is my this is my life. Like, I have this human condition. Here I am. Like, it's just a part of life that I happen to be in. It was like, I need to figure out where it's at. Right. I need to figure out where it's coming from, what it's supposed to look like. Because I'll do it. I just was lacking the direction. Right. You know, like, because I didn't have in that moment in my life, I didn't have the, hey, mom, like, what am I supposed to feel like right. when I'm 15? You didn't have anybody talk. Well, you had people to talk to about it. You just didn't want to talk. To sure. People. I for sure didn't. I didn't utilize my resources. Well, it you was didn't like, to. For sure. You had for this sure. experience of the person that you looked up to right. living their life a certain way. And you're like, I'm just going to, you know learn from movies and TV yep. or watching people and trying to mimic what I think that their life should be like based off the limited information that I have. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you're not wrong. I lived a sheltered life and now all of a sudden I'm a full adult in the real world and I'm like, right. just wow. You come to find out 15 year olds are poor. Right. I don't know no rules. <laughs> I'm like, I, don't know I am Rules poor. to engagement. I have no money. Right. Um. <laughs> You go to jail if you do bad stuff. I need money, so you get money and don't go to jail, and that's my rules for engagement. Yep. Not like, how do I communicate with people? No. What's my future going to look like? Right. How do I save up? Do I'm, Am I going to go to college? What type of career am I going to have right. in the future, right? Like, it's just like, here and now, got to make it, yep. it was and just I got to learn this on the wild. Yep. And like, while I'm learning life as a 15-year-old, I'm trying to make it through the world and figure it out. Right without any resources and the ability to be honest with anybody about what's really going on. Right. So I'm just setting myself up for fucking failure, dude. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Guess what? I'm just so fucked. Fuck. It's fine. I'm just fucked. <laughs> so what happened? What what was the changing point? What got you out of that life? And you can, you know, tell the full story, but what got you to to start um, the transition to who you are now today? You know, like 
I don't think it was a moment. I think it was just like, because I was in such tunnel vision, I maybe just broadened my horizon a little bit and I got to see different aspects of how people were living their lives. And I probably tried 50% of them in such a short period of time. You know, like, okay, the whole working, the whole selling drugs thing like wasn't for me. Just is what it is. Right. You can't be very successful. I wasn't very successful at right. selling drugs. Um, because come to find out, you'll like go to prison. Um, wasn't about that life. Um, I got like a little little job here, a little job there. And then I finally asked my granny some questions. My granny, I call her Granny Applesmith. Or mom. I do call my granny mom as well. And I said, what the fuck do I do? You know, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know, and she's always telling me, and like, come to find out, she's been telling me my whole life, like, you need to get through school, you need to go to college, you need to save money, and like, you don't spend money you don't have. Period. Probably why I'm so frugal now. Right. I've been saving money, even when I was not making money, I was making sure I was saving money. Right. You know, I have a frugal mind, but a bougie heart type shit. (laughs) Um... And I was like, what the fuck do I do? And she was like, you need help. And it's like beyond what I can give you right now. Mm. Like you fucked that up. Mm. You know, maybe if I was 15 years old and I called my granny Applesmith and was like, yo, I need some help. Things would have looked a little differently. Um, But here I am, 19 years old, grown ass woman, you know, like going to court every other week because I thought I could be, you know, El fucking Chapo. Um, And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? And she's like, you need professional help. Like, you need to seek some sort of professional that knows how your brain works, because I don't. And that was a shock to me, because I'm talking to this woman that I was under the impression knew everything. Mm. Right? I was under the impression she knew everything. And when she could not give me an answer, I'm like, I might just be fucked. Right. <laughs> I might just be the most fucked, right? Um, and I did. Kicking and screaming, of course. I didn't go right that day. You know, the minute she said that, I was like, let me Google. <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> Every, is Everything <laughs> Right. Immediately. No, like, of course not. Mm. I had to be in a little more pain than all that. Right. Um, and I was like, you know what? But I didn't forget that. I didn't forget her feedback. Um, and I did. I saw a couple of professionals that kind of told me about myself. Mm. Like, listen, dog, like, you're fucked. You don't, you've never had a emotional childhood. Mm. Like, do you know what that could do to somebody? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> You want to tell me? Do you want to inform me on what that's supposed to look like? Um, so I kind of like just leaned on professional opinions, like therapists and counselors and pe- and peer support, right. really, you know, um, and listening to other people. Because like I was blessed to be a part of a community that other people kind of suffered from like the same inconvenience of life, right. or not. They didn't. It didn't look the same, but the emotional feeling was extremely comparable the lost the right like that feeling of like i don't know what the fuck to do i know everything about the world and then my life's in shambles and now i realize no nothing right nothing right zero exactly i'm wrong yep almost always yep nine times out of ten <laughs> my <I'm> fuck <laughs> like you just like explain <laughs> this entire it's like and it's easy to like and like me listening to your story right it's easy to look at like where because you got to live in society and there are certain rules to living in our society, right? Right. That a lot of us, right, people like us, um, we don't know the rules of engagement. No. Either we're too, too much traumas happen, we feel too different to connect with people. Right. Like, like we, or we think we know too much and we got to figure it out. And it's like, you didn't, it's like you live this life, you live the sheltered life, your mom's living, doing this crazy stuff. 
you're like, you're an adult and you ain't even got this shit figured out. I'll go figure it out. Right. So you've created this whole new set of values and priorities and what matters. Everything you knew before is left out the window. Yep. You're trying to figure out the world. And like, it, there's no rule book to like living in America. No. And like that, and I say that all the time, like they don't give us a handbook. Yeah. Like there's no handbook. And there is no handbook to culture. No, you at all. And it's you just kind of have to go through this experience and pick up whatever you can. And in a disconnected culture. Yeah. Not like the American culture isn't like this like family. Let me hold you. Follow these rules. Right. Like other cultures, they're they're the French. You kiss twice on the cheek. Like their culture is very. We eat at this time. We do. Our culture is very disconnected. It's because you have the dominant culture. Right. Right. There's that, and then everything else. Right. That's just how it goes. If you don't fit in this, like in Phoenix, it's like if you don't want kids in the house and. Gilbert or Mesa. Right. If you're too artistic or a little different, right. like doing dance in Phoenix. You're for sure, no. Like absolutely. LA, you have a whole culture oh, yeah. of people you go that's LA, got your you back. Go to New York, you're good. They support the right. shit out of you. You stand on the subway and start tapping your feet, and they're gonna pay your right. way. Right. You do that shit here, you fucking get offered a sack of heroin. Right. You're like, not that. <laughs> right. Like you're a no. weirdo who's right. weird girl that likes to do this dance exactly. shit. You'll never make a career. Like what right. Do you do? How dare you better go sit in an office somewhere and educate yourself. Right. right? You better work some job, and that's yeah. very much the Phoenix culture. Yeah. Like those are the rules of engagement in Phoenix. Yeah. And if you fit. Those, if you want to go to a baseball game or a basketball game and have yep. a family and a house and some kids, you'll live a very good you life. You will love Phoenix. Right. But if you, you live outside of that norm, right, yep. you're you're not going to understand or, or feel like you fit in. Yeah. And I think so, each area is different. Yep. Depending on where you are and like learning those rules of engagement are extremely important. And it also, it depends on what you saw growing up. 100%. You know, like what did you see? Growing up, like I and how closely I am with like my Thea and my uncle, watching them live their life. Shady success when my Thea didn't have my cousin until she was forty years old. Right. He wants for nothing. They have a big house. She followed the rules and engagement. She followed the rules, you know. So every naturally, everything I did, it was like she's fucked, right? Mm -hmm. Like her and I weren't even be able, weren't even able to establish a relationship until like a couple of years ago. Right. Just because I was so different. And now you've kind of learned to follow. And now I will. Do, I learned to drink the fucking Kool Aid. Hundred percent. Okay. Right. I learned, let's just call it what it is. Right. I learned how to drink the Kool Aid. I learned how to work a fucking nine to five. I learned how to educate myself a little bit. All of these things, right? Um, where she's like, oh, I can now. I can see me in you, right? right? I can see. Oh, you're stressed because of work. Come sit at my table. Right. Let's talk about work. Let's do some work gossip. It was never like, oh, I sprained my ankle doing too many fucking plies. Like, we're not doing that here. Right. But we can talk about how stressed you are because your boss is a dick. Sure. Right. Like, let's do that. So it's just, I for sure should drink the Kool-Aid. That's so bit. weird to think about, though. Yeah, it is. This is the first, I mean, we've done many of these podcasts. This is the first time we really sat back and thought about, like, you aren't handed this handbook to life. And if you follow, but if the people who you follow that teach you this handbook to life veer off the path, how lost you get. Right. Or if you don't fit that mold. Right. How do I, how can I be myself within these rules? And, but that, and it's so fucked up and it's so fucked up, but I think even getting through it, because me, me right, I'll look at my, my dynamic and myself in the dynamic of my family, mm. right? My little cousins are growing up in this fucked up world, right? My brother's 13, my cousin's, my cousin's 14 and my other cousin's 17. They come to me. Right. For FIBA. The one that fucked it all off. The one that right. raised herself. Right. The one that did this. They're fucking calling me at 2 o'clock in the morning asking me for feedback and advice. But you're which, willing to look at everything. Which is beautiful. Not the external shit. And, and I love that. That's the blessing. 
It's and we bitch. I bitch about my blessings. I say that all the time. Look at me out here just bitching about my blessings. Um, but like, thank God for that. I would never be like, yeah, you should probably move out and take care of yourself at fifteen and figure it out, right? right. <laughs> Come all at me when you're twenty three. Um, How can you be okay in this situation because these are your choices? Right, and it's that it's that it's that stability of being okay when you're fucking not okay. Like to me, my idea of what this human condition is, right? Like this this life experience. Right, like trying to trudge through this because it's not cupcakes and orgasms ever. Right. Okay. Very I mean, it rarely. Is sometimes. sometimes you get a, you know, I mean, you yeah. get a little fix, but like, <laughs> it's not always like that. And it's like, how do I stay in my? How do I remain in my lane when things are fucked? I love that saying. How do I remain? That's my favorite. <laughs> like of all things, it's like, how am I? People are like, how are you okay? And I'm like, I stay in my lane. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. I stay out your lane. I stay in my lane. And I got blinders. Right. Most and of the figure time. out how to be gray in a black and white world. But how do you... That's the saying of the year. Figure out how to be gray in a black... Be, no, figure out how to be okay being gray in a black and that's white world. How can I be okay being me without judgments of other people changing Correct. me? Or my perception. It's so hard, though. Oh, it's so fucked up. It, it is, is so, so fucked up. I watched this video. It's just so stupid, but I'm going to share it, right? You ever watch a cat... I'm sorry, what? You ever watch a cat? Like a kitten? Like, like a, a kitty like a, just doing like a cat? Thing? Like a regular like an cat? Animal? Sure. And I'm, so this is just an in look into my thought process, right? So I'm watching this video because <laughs> um, I'm sick for, you know, I'm quarantined for two weeks. And uh, I'm watching this video and this cat, so stupid, the stupidest thing. <laughs> and this is my brain though. And I like watch this cat and it's like cats can squeeze through like really small areas, right? And this cat, and they're so graceful and elegant, yeah. and they're, they just look confident. And they don't give a fuck. They don't, they don't give a fuck. So this is the key, right? So this cat, like, there's this little gap in this door, and this cat, like, crawls through this gap, and just looking like a fucking, we're laughing. We love watching cat videos and die laughing. Right. And the cat squeezes through, like, this thing, and, like, pops out the other side and just keeps walking. Like, yeah. Goes about his life. If I tripped in the fucking cafeteria oh, at school, and I'm like, I forget how to walk afterwards. Right. I'm like, oh, did everybody know? Because <laughs> I'm so consumed. This cat does not care that they're getting recorded, that everyone's watching them, that this is going to, a million people will see this view. That cat will live its fucking life as if that moment never no. happened. Right. They don't if I make luck. one mistake in a group of people, I'm thinking about that shit. Yep. The entire time. Yep. I am <laughs> unable to be present because I'm so concerned about the moments that happened in the past. Yep. And if you see someone trip, I guarantee you, six months later, you're like, Marcus, remember when I tripped? You're going to be like, fuck no. No. Um, I'm sorry, bud. No, I don't. Bless your heart, but Brian. But I'm so... But we think it's... Because don't you know who I think I am, right? Right. And like, if I'm doing this, like, have you heard of the scrub challenge? What's that? It's not for the fan. Well, it's more females, right? Like we're worried about most females, myself and most females that I know. I have to have. I have to look like this. I have to do this. I have to put my makeup on. I can never go to work without fucking makeup on. I can never go without my hair done. This, that, and the other thing, right? Um, it's a scrub challenge that maybe a year and a half ago, a mentor of mine was like, "Don't put shit on. I want you to do not put shit on for a week." Don't break the rules of engagement, Jada. What you doing? Right. Like you how, just broke I'm the like, rules of engagement. I've been drinking the Kool-Aid. What the fuck you mean? You trying to break the what rules the of it? What the fuck you mean? What if I drop off things? I'm losing my mind. What about the race? I'm, I'm about to right. I need a house. Right. What do you mean? I've fucking been 
wearing pumps all week. My ankles are killing. I'm a big bitch. That hurts my knees. This is not for me, but here I am. They said, wear a blazer. I'm going to wear a blazer. I got to retire. I, I'm trying to have a range, People's dog. perception is important. I'm trying to get what I need. Right. And then, But then it's also like, if you ask me or you, do you remember what your colleague wore on Tuesday? No. Nope. I can't tell you what the fuck you were wearing last time I saw you. I'm too busy worried about what you think of me. Be- exactly. Or what I think you think of or me. Or what I, right, what I think you're thinking about me at all times. Uh-huh. Right? What I, my first thought when you asked me to come to this podcast is, what does my voice sound like? I use it all the fucking time. Stupid. Who get, right, what's my, I'm going to sound Sounds dumb. Sounds terrible. I'm going to sound dumb. But that's okay. Is my voice sexy? Do I have a feminine voice or do I have a manly voice? Like, all these things, right? I even thought about recording my voice for a second just to listen to it like a fucking dummy. Like, because I am so consumed about what the fuck you're thinking about me. Right. You know? I have to straighten my hair. I straightened my hair for years, Marcus. Right. Because, God, I have to straighten. All my little white friends have straight hair. I, my hair has to be straight. Right. Right? I love your hair curly. For what? Yours isn't. Right. If you love it so much, get a perm. Why am I changing? You get a fucking perm. You know what? I'm not changing my shit anymore. You get a perm. Right? But it is what it is. The rules of engagement. The rules of engagement. Mm. Mm, Trying to be okay with being gray in a fucking black and white world. I think that's the truth. Because you say be okay being gray in a black and white world. It's like, how much of myself am I willing to give up to follow these unsaid rules? Right. Versus how much am I willing to be myself and be willing to give up some things mm-hmm. that I will get if I follow the rules. Right. And Maybe I, my path a little bit be a little bit harder if I don't follow your rules as much. Right. But will I be will I be at peace? Because I don't go to bed with all you motherfuckers at night. Nope. Right? I see you maybe 20 hours a week. Am I I'm, am I okay? Am I willing to deal with the ramifications of being my true self to be at peace? Mm. Or am I just going to try to be black? Or am I going to try to be white? Or you're just going to be you. Right. And I spend more time with myself than I do with you. Mm. You know? I think you just said the key. I think you got the key to the gate. <laughs> I don't think this is. I wrote something the other day that was super. I was thinking about this because uh, I got. I have a lot of dudes that I mentor, right? A lot of dudes, and I get in sure. recently at this part of my life. I picked up a lot of dudes that are older, yep. who've been, you know, you know, kids in the grown pe- person's body for a lot of years, right? Right. And they're looking for a solution, and I'm talking to them, and I'm not looking to give them feedback on like what I think they should do. I give them a couple perspectives. Like some people might think this, some people might do this, some people might do this. What do you want to do? Right. How does that feel for you? What What's your idea of what you want your life to look like? And let's like start to tweak that. And I'm not going to tell you what you need to do. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some tools yep. to sit with yourself so you can make a decision. The worst thing to do is tell somebody to break up with somebody. Don't ever do that. Because if you tell them break up with them, they break up with them. They're going to be pissed at you because right. they feel like they missed something. The thing I can do is say, hey, this is what this looks like, and this is what could happen. You can make a decision based off now different information to empower yourself to make the decision you would like to make, right? And uh, I was thinking the other day, and I was like, you know what matters? Isn't your specific perspective on life. Right. Right? Like people, everybody says ego is bad. Ego is not bad. If you didn't have ego, you'd float away into nothingness. Correct. You need ego. Ego keeps you grounded. Yep. Too much ego is bad and right. too little ego is bad. Correct. But there's a certain amount of ego. There's a certain amount of how you 
think that you should live your life. You got the, I'm a hard working man right. and I work every day and I go to work and I provide for my wife and kids and I go to church on, and that gives you ego. Yep. That gives you something to latch on to and it gives you perspective and when things get hard, you got something to attach to and you got the perspective, I meditate and I live in the wind and the trees. Are, I levitate when and I meditate. Just, right. <laughs> and I don't think your certain perspective or your philosophy of life is what matters. I think having a strong philosophy to life is what matters and my philosophy of life is strong but it's also I always question whether or not I'm right or I'm wrong or if there is a right or wrong and can I change what I think right so my philosophy is like water right it's tangible but it's always changing and no matter how you change it it's always there Mm. So I try to keep my philosophy to life as malleable as possible, but with enough, with enough substance to keep me grounded. I love that. And you have your philosophy, right? Yeah. Your philosophy is like, I want to be me. And I know these rules of engagement. Right. I'm willing to follow some of them. Right. And know? of course, the healthy ego, like that plays a part, you know, and I'm a young female and I'm an and even like with my career and in my life, because like I mentor, a, you know, a handful of women. They're at least, most of them are 10 years older than I am. Right. You know, and with But what you're I do, 10 years older than you really are. Right. In the sense of how you live life, but you're also, that's that thing I was saying about to you earlier. <laughs> you're really 10 years, you're not 10 years older too. You're a very stable person at heart mm-hmm. in the way you live your life, and it's very tangible. As soon as I figured out what you did for a career, thought about that. As soon as I, when I went to your work, I was like, what does she do? And they told me your job title. I was like, dang. I'm like, she worked her way up pretty quick, right? And I'm like, and then I see how you are, the perception that you play to people. Mm-hmm. You, I would, ne- I never, when I figured out what you did for work, I was like, what? <laughs> you're like, I'm sorry. But even I'm when like, I what? saw you, when you came up to my office, and I, you were like, I'm sorry, I had no idea you even. I'm like, do you work, are you a housewife? You work, you work Taco Bell? <laughs> but you put off this perception of this person that doesn't do all these things because mm-hmm. if you right really floated into like where you really are right mm. it cuts off this whole other group of people but then you said your favorite thing is to make people feel contagious and laugh and you know the thing you didn't put on your intro mm. that everybody puts on their intro what you didn't put your job and it shows how much it means to you mm-hmm. it shows where your perspective lies on what's really important in your life mm-hmm. and for you it seems like connection with people and allowing yourself to stay grounded enough right is That's more important that. That's where it's at. I mean, that's what fills my cup. Mm. You know, like I've done just in the past year, I've done so much work on myself as an individual and like what I value, right? Like I can't tell you how many times I talk to people and I'm like, who are you? Mm. Like, what do you value? What do you believe in, right? And they're like, I don't know. I'm 42 years old, I have no idea who I am, Mm. right? But like, I'm not gonna find that out if I'm not seeking it. So what's your advice? Your advice to anybody out there struggling, because a lot of people struggle. A lot of people struggle trying to be gray in the black and white world. What's your advice for anybody that's out there struggling to to try to be themselves, to be gray? You know, it's going to sound super cliche, but it's just being, trying to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. Because it's been a whole lot of wet sock. Okay, when I say wet sock, I use that metaphor because if Such you have ever had a fucking wet sock on your foot, you could probably feel it in your stomach mm-hmm. because it's just like, like I'm not gonna fucking kill myself over this, 
but like I for sure don't love it, right. right? Like I probably wouldn't put my name at the top of the list of like being the first one to jump in a puddle with my socks on, right. but like I'm gonna thug this out because it's just, it's uncomfortable, you know? And it's like, it stays uncomfortable. And now I truly understand why they say get comfortable being uncomfortable because I'm always in a place of being uncomfortable. Uh. I've just been able to master the habit of seeking growth that I almost am eager to be uncomfortable because I know there's going to be something fucking profound at the end. I know that I'm going to learn something profound, I'm going to gain something profound, and here I am adopting a whole new way of living. Because we sit here and do this again in a year, I'll probably have a whole different fucking thing mm-hmm. to say. Preach. You know what I'm saying? Sure. We do it in six months, I'll probably have something totally different if, to say. If I, and this is the cool part about doing this podcast, so I'll get to listen to all of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, if I'm the same, if I answer a question the same way a year from now, something's wrong. Right, please just shoot me in the head. Yeah, I need to change. And I said it on your podcast, so if you do, it's just like I was asking for it. I'm Hopefully they give you some grace in court. Black men ain't shooting nobody. Not doing that. that <laughs> Guess what? Not doing that. Mm-hmm. But Everybody's like, you can have a gun. I'm like, you can have a gun. Right. I will die. Right, for <laughs> sure. But it's hard. And then also I think my favorite thing, too, is it takes a wise man or a woman to learn from someone else's mistakes, or to learn from their own mistakes, but a wiser woman to learn from someone so, else's, right? Because we hear stories of other people and it's always, no matter what, I don't give a fuck what you say, that's not gonna happen to me. Knowledge and wisdom. You know? The difference between knowledge is learning from your own mistakes, the difference wisdom is learning from other people's. Exactly. All right, so the last question of all. Yes, proceeds. You have a time machine. Ooh, And you yes. can go back, how old are you? 23. 23, so you have a time machine and you can go back in time. Right? So you go back, say you're six, five, maybe 12. No, we'll go back to when you got lost. Let's go 13, 12 years old. Okay. You go back in time, 14 years, 13 years. You got two minutes, one minute. Let's say one minute. You got one minute to give yourself advice. What do you tell yourself? You're worthy of everything you think you want in this life. Mm. Can I give her a hug? We're going to end it with that. It's good to have you on the podcast. Yeah, you enjoyed it, huh? It. I did. It's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> do you want to do a shout out to your Instagram or Facebook or anything like that? I mean, Jada Shorty. Cool. At Jada Shorty. Uh, my Instagram is Jada Baby. It looks like Babby, but it has a B A B B I E. Cool. But um, there's not a lot of Jada shorties in the valley, so perfect. You'll find me. It's a cute little comedy <laughs> stuff. No one can see you wink. I mean, I probably winked like 13 times <laughs> since we showed, we were playing that fucking game. I was like, you know, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. All these episodes are available on Spotify and Apple Music. Check out our website, ConsciousStoic.com, and I hope you guys have a great day. What's that?